Hello, it's David here. We have more listeners than ever before to the Leader Podcast, which is now dedicated to bringing you the latest and most accurate information on coronavirus. Please do keep sharing it with people so they can get our news, commentary and analysis every day at 4pm. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. On a day of record coronavirus deaths, can the government solve the testing fiasco? The sense is that these deaths are almost doubling every day or two in terms of the number. So much worse to come. We could be up to, you know, more than a thousand deaths a day in England before too long. Health editor Ross Lydell as the health secretary vows to press the accelerator. Also, the big issue survives by innovation, but in order for that to carry on, we have to have the streets. If the streets are taken out of the equation, then we have to innovate. An interview with The Big Issue found a Lord Bird on the magazine being sold in supermarkets for the first time and how this crisis could lead to the end of rough sleeping. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the shocking death toll so far as coronavirus continues its spread. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The UK government has been under relentless pressure to increase testing for coronavirus. Currently, there's around 8,000 being done a day, while Germany's getting through half a million a week. Just back from self-isolating himself, the health secretary Matt Hancock's vowing to press the accelerator, with plans to hit 100,000 tests a day within weeks. The Evening Standard understands options on up to 17 million antibody tests, which can check for immunity in 15 minutes, are also being bought. Our health editor, Ross Lydell, joins me from his home over Zoom. And Ross, clearly the government's been listening to the appeals for more testing and the figures released on the number of deaths to coronavirus just now really show how important this is. That's right. Yeah, we've just had news really as we've started to chat here for the podcast that 561 more deaths have just been announced in England by NHS England. As before, this is over... These are the figures that have been recorded over the last 24-hour period, but don't necessarily mean that the 
patients have died in that time, normally it's been the case that these figures or the deaths can be up to be up to a week old. So the figure there, yes, we've just heard 561 more deaths from coronavirus in England. And looking in London in particular, these figures include 28 deaths at Imperial College Healthcare, which is the second biggest trust in the capital, and it includes St Mary's and Paddington and Charing Cross and Hammersmith Hospitals. 21 deaths at King's College Hospital in Denmark Hill, and possibly some also at its sister hospital, the Prue down in Orpington, and 18 at North Middlesex in Edmonton. And yet we're still not at what doctors believe will be the peak of this, which just shows, as they've been saying, that testing is the key to, as Boris Johnson said, testing is how we solve this puzzle of coronavirus. And that's why Matt Hancock's announcing this acceleration, isn't it? Yes. So testing is going to be a sort of a second-hand or indirect benefit here. Obviously, testing someone who has COVID won't necessarily save their life. Uh, but it, what it will do will stop them spreading it either to hopefully healthcare workers or to friends and family. So it's this gap in knowledge where people who have symptoms can't be sure whether they have the disease or not is the big issue. And it's the particularly big issue for doctors and nurses because they, as soon as they develop symptoms, are having to isolate and take themselves off the front line Hence, there are fewer medics able to treat the sick. So really, the whole point of testing is, one, if we can get doctors who are not uh, infected, who may just have a cough or a cold, allow them to continue to work, that will help more patients who are sick. And also, if we can then start to get back to contact tracing, then we can get a sense of where the hotspots are geographically, you know, which street, which school, and if there needs to be more localised sort of lockdowns or when we move from a national lockdown to a regional lockdown, should that be considered? Whether we can focus energy and attention on the really tricky areas. There is some help in testing being given to, to doctors in London though, isn't there, Ross? Yes, so today the Francis Crick Institute, which is a fairly extraordinary institution in King's Cross, just right alongside the station there, and their head, who is Sir Paul Nurse, who's actually a Nobel winner for science, he has sort of described this as a sort of Dunkirk-type endeavour in that they basically turned their laboratories over to testing. And they are going to test first staff across the road at University College Hospital, just across the road in Euston Road. They're going to do at first 500 tests a day, 3,000 a week. They hope to ramp this up in the next fortnight to 2,000 tests a day and also to expand beyond UCLH to other hospitals in London. So basically swabs, the nose and throat swabs done by NHS staff will be transferred to the Crick where they will be analysed within 24 hours and results given back to these NHS staff saying Yes, you have it. No, you don't. If you have it, stay at home, look after yourself. If you don't, you're free to get back onto the front line and uh, help us, especially with next week and the week after really being earmarked as the likely peak of coronavirus in London. Yeah, and this could be a huge advantage to it because 
as we've seen from those figures that you you talked about at the beginning there london is going to be very badly hit by this yes you know last night i'm I keeping this rather tragic league table to get a sense of where we're at in terms of the number of deaths in london and last night we had got to 728 people dying in london hospitals that's quite an extraordinary number when you just think about it for a minute. If we, we think how appalled we all were with 7 7 and 52 died, here we're talking 728. You know, people have said it's like you know, a couple of jumbo jets going down, and uh, there'll be more to come. And certainly from the reports last night, the sense is that these deaths are almost doubling every day or two in terms of the number. So much worse to come, we could be up to you know, more than a thousand deaths a day in England before too long. And really, uh, by the next fortnight, within the next 10 days, we should get a sense of whether we've been able to flatten the curve, as you say, because with the lag between infections and potential death or discharge in a successful way from hospital, we should be able to see whether the lockdown imposed by the government uh, what last week is having an impact. And you can read more about testing and get the latest on coronavirus in the newspaper and on our live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. Next. If you get empathy, then you and I are going to be saying, hang on, why haven't they got the proper march? Hang on, why haven't? Why are we not putting more beds in? Hang on, why are we not bringing people out of the street? Big issue found a Lord Bird on the crisis facing rough sleepers who can't get off the streets. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. As coronavirus began to spread throughout the UK, the big issue pulled itself from the streets, putting the magazine's own survival at risk. But many of those selling it are in extreme danger. How do you self-isolate when you have no home? Last weekend, councils across England were told to find accommodation in hotels and hostels for those living on the streets, but many are still there. Well, I'm now joined over Skype by Lord John Bird, the founder of The Big Issue. And Lord Bird, nearly a week ago, councils were ordered by the government to find emergency housing for rough sleepers within 48 hours. What's the situation now? Well, the real situation is that it's a lot slower than they had anticipated. Uh, that dragooning local authorities, willingly or unwillingly, into doing this is slow. Many of the homeless organisations who are charged with doing this are finding it difficult. The will is there, because as long as they're on the streets and they are not socially isolated, then they are liable to hit the big problem, which is that their the immune systems are going to be low, because that's what happens when you live that kind of life. So they are very, very perilous. So we have to get them out of the streets. So we just have to keep pushing. And the government has to, as it's going to do with the banks, tell them you've got to get on with it. 
What is the difficulty then? Why is it taking so long? I'm one myself. I used to be a rough sleeper. And I keep telling people, when I was a rough sleeper, if you saw the old bill, you ran away because they'd nab you and they'd put you before the court and they'd put you, would end up banged up. I was never banged up because I was a lot quicker than the old bill. But the point was the laws were there to keep people from the streets. The fact that we relaxed those laws uh, meant that it, it became uh, carte blanche or whatever you call it for people to sleep rough with the unintended consequences of uh, some d day we were going to have to pay the bill and now in the middle of the coronavirus we're having to pay the bill when you were sleeping rough john which was quite a long time ago now but during that time were you worried about getting ill even before a pandemic no i mean i was i was a runaway from the age of about 12 and uh, i was sleeping rough for two or three days. But when I got to the age of 15 uh, and ran away and slept for months in the West End, I mean, all I wanted to do was get through the day. A lot of the people on the streets are not running away from the police. They're often running away from their families. They're running away from uh, a broken relationship. People who we should have been providing for, but, but they fell through the net. Uh, and that is a whole heap of history that we we uh, will at some stage have to absorb and then of course you came off the streets and were able to found the big issue now that's a magazine which has lost its sales base it's lost its sales people there's nobody to buy or sell it on the streets anymore so how do you survive in this lockdown era the big issue survives by innovation when we started on the on the double yellow lines of the West End of London. There was no relationship between the, the public and the thousands and thousands and thousands of homeless people who were sleeping throughout the centre of London. When the homeless came before you, you said, oh, you know, begging off you. They always told you the most critically difficult story, and it might have been true. And what, what it was, you felt that you were the provider and they were the urchin in the street. And therefore, you were uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't really converse with them, and so it was very very difficult. What the big issue came along and said, look, we're going to convert these beggars by taking crime out of their lives, giving them the means of making their own money legitimately, and the public got behind this and started talking. I in the House of Lords, I do not meet a baron or a baroness, and I swear on my life. Who doesn't say, oh, you know, I'm absolutely marvellous vendor you've got on such and such a corner. You know, and I have to listen to that. And then I walk along and then somebody else, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm not taking the mickey. I'm just saying it's absolutely marvellous. It's everybody from all the sections. Even coppers come up to me. And they've got these big guns. And they say, hello, Lord Bird. Yeah, I love your vendor down there. And they've all fallen in love. Now, that falling in love has gone on for 29 years. But in order for that to carry on, we have to have the streets. If the streets are taken out of the equation for you and me and everybody else in this country, everybody else in the world, then we have to innovate. You do. So you've been running a subscription service where people can sign up online and get the magazine delivered to the door. But now, for the first time ever, as I understand it, the big issue is going to be on sale in some supermarkets. We've always had a very good relationship with the supermarkets. 
because there's always been a uh, uh, a grenadier guard standing outside called the big issue saying, hello, sir, good morning, sir, good morning, madam. And it's it's a, been a, a really good relationship. Um, and also McCall's, which is a, a national uh, a news agent, they're taking it as well. Sainsbury's are committed to this, and a number of other supermarkets are looking at it as well. So you've actually, they're seeing it as a part of the social delivery that the supermarkets are now delivering. They are in the front line for all of us, and they're hopefully they'll extend that front line awareness to, to the big issue. Now, once all this is over, we're back to some kind of normalcy. What happens to those rough sleepers who have had weeks and perhaps even months with a roof over their heads? Well, that is, that's the work that I've been working on at the moment. I've been working on stirring up the, uh, a general well-being group of people who want to, to address the well-being of people in need. We cannot decant people back onto the streets. It would be absolutely criminal. Whether we like it or not, it destroys their health, it destroys their mental well-being, it destroys their chances of improving their lives and actually having a life. When you allow somebody to sleep on the streets, you are condemning them. So is this the moment if, as you said, the will is there and people are trying to get rough sleepers off the streets, is this the time when that impossible dream of ending rough sleeping could happen? Yes. To me, it's time for empathy. What is it like now to be in Leicester Square and be walking around with your dog and with your coping mechanisms, the fact that you need a drink and you need a cigarette because life has dealt you a lot of wobblies and you've added to those wobblies. You've been abused and you've added to your abuse. What, let's empathise. What can we do for that person? In the same way as now, we have to stop and think, what is it like to be a doctor or a nurse or a, or, or a cleaner in a hospital with all of this chaos? That's Because that's what's going to drive us, not sympathy. Oh, oh, I feel so sorry for you. If you get empathy, then you and I are going to be saying, hang on, why haven't they got the proper march? Hang on, why haven't? Why are we not putting more beds in? Hang on, why are we not bringing people out of the streets? That's the empathy will get us there. Sympathy will get us feeling sorry for them. The Big Issue is one of 23 charities supporting the Evening Standards Homeless Fund, which you can learn more about by going to standard.co.uk forward slash homeless dash fund. And that's The Leader. Subscribe through your podcast provider and please do share the show with your friends. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>